This would be so cool. If you want to be the coolest goddamn game company I've ever heard of, Scott, come here. Listen to me. Make that game. Ladies, gentlemen, and those with the good sense to do away with the whole notion, I welcome you to the premier audio medium for all your Fazbear entertainment needs. The Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast. Note, FFPP is not responsible for any loss of appetite, disinterest, dismemberment, or other legally classified statuses. So strap in and enjoy. Welcome back to the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast. I'm your host of the Toast, Rye Toast here, and I missed a week, and I'm so mad about it. I, okay. So, for a little peek behind the curtain, uh, I was on track to not miss last week's podcast episode. I actually had a guest on, uh, JoJo or something, uh, social media right here, and, uh, the idea was that she was going to do a bit of an art cast and she did this really nice drawing of Springtrap while we talked about shipping culture. It's a really fun episode. I'm really proud of it. I really wanted it to be out last Sunday. But for whatever reason, I have tried to export this video literally 10 times. One of them, I even had the software run it so it would take 12 hours, but ideally it would work. And it froze eight hours in. I don't know what the issue is. I keep getting some error that says that like it's a bad allocation of disk space or something. But every time I look up like what to do about that error, I get a different answer. So I'm still going to in the background try to get that podcast episode out because I think it's a really good episode. Probably just going to take some time. And when it does come out, then I'll have a backlog. So we'll see. Um, But I will say part of that part of that episode that I really wanted to get out there was Jojo is doing. Uh, FNAF ornaments. So I'm going to put the graphic right here. Uh, I didn't tell her that I'm shouting it out in this one because it was supposed to be the other one, but that was supposed to come out last week. Um, technically, they closed on the first, but I think she said she was going to open uh, sales a little bit longer just to get some more orders in. So they're really cute. I'll put the link in the description. Um, go order them. They're really cool. Uh, anyway, so there is a shipping, like shipping culture episode that is in the ether that if I ever figure out how to export, you'll see it. But until I do, uh, also, I just realized if my microphone sounded weird, I had filters on. I'm turning them off now. If it didn't sound weird, I'm just picky. I don't know. Anyway, now on to the topic of today. We will be talking about Help Wanted 2. I've got a whole bunch of things pulled up over here that I want to talk about. The questions we're going over aren't necessarily Help Wanted 2 related, um, just because I'm still going through that backlog of emails. So uh, be prepared for a non-Help Wanted 2 in the second half. But the first half of this podcast is going to be all about Help Wanted 2 because I am so unbelievably excited for it. I'm sure like 99% of the fan base is. Um, and I just kind of wanted to vent and talk about it for like half hour to 45 minutes. So that's what we're going to do. Um as of recording this, it is December 3rd. If I do what I'm supposed to, then you'll be listening to this on December 3rd, or at least the week of December 3rd. Um, the game comes out in 11 days, which is crazy. Uh, I am so excited for it. Now, the one thing that I am peeved about, which Steel Wool has always, Steel Wool and Scott have always been kind of not great with, is knowing the release window. So, in the official gameplay trailer they put out like two weeks ago at this point, they didn't actually mention, it said December 2023. They forgot to say December 14th, 20, or 13th, or 14th? December 14th. They didn't put that in the goddamn uh, trailer, which is wild. But on the blog post, and play on the PlayStation blog post that uh, 
Ray McCaffrey? Chris McCaffrey? Bro, I'm so tired. On the blog post that Steel Wool put out on PlayStation site, um, I think it's Ray McCaffrey because I think Chris McCullough is someone else that I'm mixing up the names of. Anyway, um, at the very, very end of it, they say, see you on December 14th. So, like, that we could have used that earlier. But we do know that, thanks to Steel Wool on Twitter, it comes out same day on, the, on PC. So I'll be playing it day of. But here's the thing that annoys me is that all we know is December 14th. We don't know the time, which is super important because Ruin came out 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and that like messed my whole week up and I ended up streaming it at like noon. So like, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea when it's going to come out. The thing is like, obviously it comes out on Thursday. Friday or Saturday, my video on it will be out. If it comes out, 12 a.m. Thursday, that's like essentially midnight on Wednesday. That's my ideal. I would love that because then we can start streaming at like 10, 11 o'clock, hype for like an hour or two, download the game, play it. That would be amazing. It could come out at 3 a.m. And if it does, who the fuck knows what I'll do? Uh, it could come out sometime in the middle of Thursday or my nightmare. It comes out 11.59 p.m. EST Thursday night and then I have to not only play the fuck out of it midnight Thursday but then try to make a video that'll come out Saturday for it so like oh man I just want them one time to be forthcoming with release windows so hey Steel if anybody at Steel is watching this first off love your stuff second please on one of your social medias tell us the time that the game is coming out that would be so huge thank you very much um so ideally we'll know that very soon. I don't know. Um, I don't think it'll be delayed at this point. Sorry, my, once again, I've made my apron much too tight. I don't think it'll be delayed at this point because it, they, they announced the date so close to release. Like typically if it was going to be delayed, I would have expected a delay announcement like a week ago. And it would have been like, oh, sometime 2024. But the fact that they gave us December 14th, like three weeks before December 13th, I don't think they would delay that. Um, again, hey, Stu Wolf, you're still here. If you need to delay it, please delay it. I would rather a good delayed game than a buggy on release day, uh, on release day game. So that, that rant over, I guess. Uh, I just, <laughs> just so as like as a content creator. I am so anxious about release windows and things like that, especially with something as big as the next FNAF game. But anyway, about Help Wanted 2 specifically, uh, I think I'm not in the minority here. I think the majority of us can kind of agree, from what I've been seeing, I think the majority of us agree that Help Wanted 2 doesn't seem like it's going to be another in-universe VR game like Help Wanted 1 was. Because um, for anyone who doesn't know, Help Wanted 1, which, I, again, I say this a lot on this podcast, but you are 12 episodes into a FNAF podcast. If you know nothing about like one of the bigger games in the franchise, that's a little wild. But anyway... Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Help Wanted 1 is a in-universe VR game made by Fazbear Entertainment in order to, like, make light of the accusations on the Fazbear brand. And they're like, oh, you know, we can have fun, too. It's like how modern Sonic will, like, put out tweets and they're like, oh, yeah, Sonic, am I right? And, like, like acknowledge the joke themselves. It's Fazbear trying to do that. Um, now, the lore of the game is we learn that 
all the things that they say are like, oh, this is just recreations of uh, games made by a crazy indie dev. Obviously, it's not real. The lore of the game is like, yes, it's very real. Well, like, it's still a game, but the games are based off of real things that happened. So, a sort of a, a soft reset for the franchise um, and a, a bit of a weird moment in the franchise where it's like, oh, we're playing an in-universe game. That being said, Hellbunner 2 doesn't look like it's going to be that. Um, so, from what I can see, Looking at the way Help Wanted 2 has been presented to us, we saw crashing in the sister location elevator, which was very strange. We saw a projector of the FNAF 6 slides, but like literally a projector. Like when we see it in FNAF 6, it's a series of images. But then when we see it in Help Wanted 2, it's like you see the vignette of a projector screen. You hear the projector. You physically see the slides changing. Like it feels very real. Add that to the fact that the blog post says, uh, try not to get distracted thinking about why you're the only human employee left. And then once again, look at the mini games that we see in Help Wanted 2, where it's like serving staff bots and making repairs at the Pizza Plex. And like it, to me, Help Wanted 2 very much feels like it is a real thing happening, not an in universe VR game. So that being said, if it's a real thing happening, the obvious question is, what is happening? Now, I, I can't make this any more clear. Obviously, the game isn't fucking out yet, so I don't know. So all of this is speculation. Most of it's probably going to be wrong. But if you didn't want speculation, I don't know why you're watching a Help Wanted 2 video two weeks before it comes out. So, uh, <laughs> God, not hiccups. Not now. This Friday, I'll be making my, like, big last prediction video for Help Wanted 2 before it comes out. Um, and it's going to be a lot of stuff I've already said on other videos, but there'll be some new stuff in there. And uh, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the stuff is going to be what I'm talking about today because a big point of a big part of it is that I think we'll be playing as Vanessa. I think it makes the most sense where we are right now in the lore that Help Wanted 2 is going to be us as Vanessa getting the Pizzaplex ready for Glitch Trap. And I've said this over and over again, but. I, now that I have time to expound on that, I kind of just want to ramble and we'll see where that takes us. This is kind of like what I do when writing scripts. And I, it's not a, it's not an accident that I'm doing this right before I write the script for this week because it's really going to help my creative process for that. So when I think about Help Wanted 2 and the things we've seen so far, I think we've seen half of Help Wanted 2. So in Help Wanted 1, you have the regular games, right? You have FNAF 1, 2, 3. You have uh, Parts and Service, Vent Repair, Night Terrors. No, Parts and Service, Vent Repair. There's something there. There's something right there. And then there's Night Terrors. Because I believe Night Terrors is the final one. There's something there. Oh, what is it? It's going to drive me crazy. It's okay, so because the, there's seven categories FNAF 1, 2, 3, parts and service, vent repair. Oh no, I'm gonna get roasted for it. Okay, I gotta think of mini games, maybe that'll help. So FNAF 1, 2, 3, put it aside. Parts and service, uh, you're repairing the uh, you're repairing the animatronics, got it. Then the vents, obviously, it's vent repair. Then there's the Funtime Freddy, no, there's the Funtime Foxy one. Um, yeah, there's that category that's Funtime Foxy. Is it Dark Rooms? Dark Rooms. Dark Rooms Night Terrors. Um, so that's half the game. 
But then you pull the lever to your left and it goes into the like that black light mode where everything's like a little spookier. And then it's the hard mode versions of it where either it's the things you've done, but harder or they've been augmented like we see in vent repair where like things are shifted or they added something or in parts and service where like it's harder to see now. I think that's going to work and help wanted two as well. I don't think it's just going to be a lever, right? I think what we're going to be seeing is you do your tasks, which we learned from the blog post are VIP. No, sorry. VIP is in the description. It's backstage where you get the VIP treatment staff only where you're doing job stuff, food prep where you're prepping food ticket booth where you're riding bigger attractions. Oh, once again, I forget one of them. Okay. Hold on backstage. Fazcade. Fazcade where you do like arcade style games. Then it's staff only, food prep, ticket booth, and FNAF sister location. So we have these six and we will talk about sister location. I think the same thing is going to happen where we have these six and then we have the hard mode version of them. But instead of pulling a lever, we're playing as Vanessa getting stuff ready for glitch trap, I think. So I think in the Vanessa levels, and you'll see why I'm calling that very soon, I think these levels will be the Vanessa levels, where we're just kind of doing our job, but then I think off to the left is going to be the Vanny mask. We put that on, we're looking in that AR version of the world, and now it's the same levels again, but we're doing the Vanny levels, where we're doing the same thing, but now there's going to be added challenges, and we're doing things to help Glitch Trap. I feel really solid about that, and I think we also see one of them. Um, I think we see two of them, so in the the almost infamous scene now of the trailer where it's the per, the playtester doing the Freddy mini game where they like boop the nose, Freddy opens his mouth and they're like, ah! uh, which I love that, by the way. Um, uh, but anyway, I think that's of any level. So backstage, we get up close and personal with the animatronics. We see three, I think. I think we see three backstage mini games in the trailer. Obviously, doing Roxy's makeup, that is confirmed by the blog post. I think building the paper plate pals with the daycare attendant is also one of the backstage ones because we're doing a one-on-one activity with an animatronic. That makes sense. I think Freddy is a backstage minigame as well. But if you notice, so far in backstage, Roxy, we're in her green room. Daycare attendant, we're in the daycare. Freddy's in like a storage container like a freezer almost it looks like that doesn't feel right to me i wonder if that's one of the vanny levels where maybe in the backstage we do like a one-on-one activity with freddy but then on the vanny version instead of doing that one-on-one activity we are inputting glitch trap into freddy which is why in that one like we see roxy she's like looking around she's active daycare's dancing around he's active we look at freddy He's got these weird red dot eyes and he's not active. So I think that might be one of those Vanny levels, so which would be like the hard mode version of whatever we do with him as Vanessa. And then we look at um, things like the Fazcade, right? Where, or oh, Ticket Booth, Ticket Booth, the per- perfect example. Ticket Booth, we have, I think two of the, oh, I think we see two Ticket Booth rides in, or two Ticket Booth minigames in the trailer. It's confirmed that the Foxy Log Flume is the ticket booth ride, which, interesting enough, would be the ride that never opened in Security Breach. So maybe we'll see why. Um, But there's also that other game that they that they showed at PAX 
which was carousel, where you're repairing a carousel ride and defending yourself from moon. That also might be a Vanny level, right? Hear me out. So I could totally see that one of the Vanessa levels is riding the carousel where we're on it. Maybe we have to grab rings like the classic carousel thing where you, you reach out, grab a ring. We could be doing something like that. Maybe it's another shooting mini game. Now, it might not be because it's very common that fast moving like circular motions can induce nausea in people playing VR. So they might avoid that for that reason. But if that is that, I could totally again see the Vanny version of that minigame is us repairing the carousel and maybe inputting glitch trap. You know what I mean? Like I could totally see that Vanessa is doing the job correctly and Vanny is going through and modifying things to make it easier for glitch trap to take over. Which Brings me to the the climax of the game, right? Help Wanted 1, the climax is we're taken over by Glitchtrap, where we do the pizza party thing, we go all the way through, we get, we basically simulate a kid being stuffed into an animatronic, and then we're looking out from Freddy's point of view, and Glitchtrap is dancing. He won, right? If we're looking at Help Wanted 2, I think it's going to be two things. I think the Vanessa level will be doing something to finally put glitch trap into the pizzaplex now i know i've been saying vanny is the one doing that but i think vanessa is the one to pull the trigger right like vanessa does something that vanny has been building up to but the vanny level i think will be us turning gregory into a glitch trap servant so for anyone who hasn't really been looking at modern theories recently or hasn't been reading the tales from the pizzaplex books one of the tales from the pizzaplex books i believe it's number five the bobby Dots conclusion i believe has a story called GGY. Now, in that story, we essentially directly see Gregory acting as a glitchtrap servant. It's a whole story, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing right now, but essentially, like, some kid keeps beating all of the arcade machines way more than they should be. Like, GGY is at the top of all the leaderboards by, like, thousands of points, and it doesn't make sense. Um... And then our main character finds out that the codes of a lot of the animatronics have GGY sprinkled throughout it. So whoever this GGY person is, they like playing the arcades, they're really good at the arcades, and they have access to them after hours, and they're hacking into the animatronics. Our main character then eventually gives up, like he can't figure it out, and he realizes that um, the cards of the like so you need a, a a bit essentially like a play pass card to access the pizza plex and i said i'm not going to go into the story and i'm just going through the whole summary uh anyway um he modifies it to find ggy's play card and when he does he finds out that it's been activated to let in the missing um therapy the missing guidance counselors that have gone missing over the past few months so he's like okay so we've learned that ggy is killing guidance counselors is hacking the animatronics and is at the pizzaplex overnight so eventually he meets a dead end he gives up he's frustrated and he gets like detention or something and his friend gregory who has been kind of fucking with the project the whole time is like hey i know you're mad look let's go to the pizzaplex i got some friends i want you to meet i think they'll chew you right up and it's implied oh Gregory is the one Gregory is GGY which like first off like okay but people noted that in 
security breach, GGY is at the top of a lot of these arcade machines. So that plus that daycare room really feels like, okay, Gregory was at one point in cahoots with Glitchtrap and Vanny. Now, again, you could argue whether or not the Tales from the Pizzaplex books are canon. I'm still debating it myself. I've been treating Tales from the Pizzaplex like I treat Fazbear Frights. I don't think it's one-to-one. I, I think there are things that happen in those books that don't happen in the games. But I think those books exist to tell us things the games neglected to, a.k.a. Gregory being under Glitchtrap. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it explains things in the games, like how... Um, when we wake up at the beginning of Security Breach, Gregory's like, uh, my name is Gregory. And how, like, Chica knows Gregory's name before even Vanny, or before even Vanessa does. So, I think there's a lot of evidence in-game to support that theory. So, that begs the question. If Gregory was working under Glitchtrap, it had to start. You know, like, it had to, that had to begin at some point. Help Wanted 1, we see Vanessa be turned under Glitchtrap. Help Wanted 2, I think we see Gregory get turned under Glitchtrap. I even talked about this way back in, like, the summer, before Ruin came out. But to be fair, at the time, I thought it was going to be us playing as Gregory, doing Help Wanted 1 again, but now we're Gregory and Gregory gets turned. But I think... What we see in the trailer that I've been pointing out, there's that moment where it's just like a daycare son moving closer. And to me, that reads as like another on-rails ride, like the beginning of Help Wanted 1. But if it's in the daycare and we know Gregory is linked to the daycare, well, we were suspecting Gregory is linked to the daycare because of the daycare room, then I could totally see that being us making Gregory be under Glitchtrap's control. And if that's true... I think that's pretty based and it will give us a lot of answers for security breach that we did not have. So yeah, I think that I think the plot of Help Wanted 2, I'm calling my shot and I'm going to make a much like more edited together video on Friday for this is going to be us as Vanny and Vanessa working at the Pizzaplex, getting it ready for Glitchtrap and turning Gregory to our side. I think Help Wanted 2 is going to be like the week before security breach. I think that makes the most sense. That being said, I think there are still a couple things that are standouts of Help Wanted 2 that make no sense to me. One of them is Final Fantasy Freddy's sister location. If this is not a, re a VR recreation like the first game, how the hell are the fun times still at the sister location bunker? Right? So, like, we see in the Help Wanted 2 first trailer, we're going down the elevator and it crashes, and that looks real. And then we see in Help Wanted 2's gameplay trailer, a lot of snapshots of us, like, doing the fun time Freddy Night, what, Night 3 stuff? Where we're, like, doing the fuses? Or is that Night 2? Uh, but, like, the recreated version. Or they have, like, Custom Night, where we're defending against Ballora. And in my mind... So if you look at the timeline of Five Nights at Freddy's, which is up to, there's there's obviously a lot of subjectivity in the timeline, but there are f very few objective things. And one of those objective things is the fun times are no longer here, right? Like it is confirmed in sister location that all the fun times turn into Ennard, leave their cases there, and then fuck off. And then we see in FNAF 6, it's still the case where we see Scrap Baby and Molten Freddy, the result of Ennard. And then FNAF 6 gets burned down and we see the remains of FNAF 6 in, in Security Breach. So if FNAF 6 happened, the fun times don't exist anymore. They would just be shells on the ground. So if FNAF 6 happened, Help Wanted 2 can't happen 
after FNAF 6. Because Help Wanted 2 has the fun times around. Like, Fun Time Freddy's there. Ballora is there. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know how that's going to work. To me, there's only a few ways that works. One, sister location, only sister location, is a recreation of some sort. Maybe Vanessa's going through old like video footage and she's watching it and that's how we play it. Or maybe... Um, it's a flashback and we're seeing like someone else's perspective do that, which would then introduce maybe Michael is still around, which I kind of hope not. Um, there's the possibility that if it's Vanny or Vanessa going to do that, maybe there are other endoskeletons inside those fun times. It's not the fun times anymore, but instead like, I don't know, mimic endoskeletons or something. I, I don't know. It's one of those things that I look at that and I'm like, how does that make any goddamn sense? I'm sure when the game comes out, we'll have more context for it. And that's what we really need is context. But with the context we have now, I don't understand how Sister Location is still here. Because the other explanation is that the indie dev explanation from Help Wanted 1 means that Sister Location didn't happen in the way we see it. Otherwise, no, like in other words, Ennard wouldn't have formed yet. But if that's, but that, like, that doesn't work either because we know FNAF 6 happens in some way because it's literally in security breach. And FNAF 6 really doesn't, like, half the people at FNAF 6 aren't going to be there if FNAF sister location didn't happen. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm left just befuddled. I don't know. And speaking of FNAF 6, there, I, I do have stronger information, I think, on FNAF 6. So, we see in the trailer Scrap Baby. Scrap Baby is not only uh, shown earlier in the trailer, but then we get that we get that big jump scare at the end. But earlier in, during the Helpy mini game, when we're like doing medical stuff on Helpy, very briefly the player looks left to grab something and looks right, and Scrap Baby is coming out of a vent. Like I assume that's like, oh, you lost. And we know what this mini game is on the blog post. It mentions like, hey, we don't have any sedatives, so make sure you are delicate with your patient. Because screams can attract unwanted visitors. So I think that's like, okay, that's what this is, right? We're doing like medical help on Helpy. But if he screams too loud, then Scrap Baby comes and kills us. Which is interesting, right? We're Presumably, that's either Vanny or Vanessa. And we're doing medical... We're doing medical attention towards Helpy in a location where Scrap Baby can get to us from either side of a vent with a TV playing ads in front of us. We're literally doing like a version of FNAF 6, right? Where we're in a room with a vent on the sides where Scrap Baby and maybe even other FNAF 6 animatronics can come out to kill us while we're doing something in the middle. Like that's literally FNAF 6. So to me, I wonder if this is also going to show us getting the FNAF 6 area ready for Burn Trap. So if Burn Trap is a corpse grafted onto an endoskeleton or in any ways, like if Vanessa has done any medical work on Burn Trap, she would have needed to practice. I wonder if this minigame is Vanessa literally practicing medical work on Helpy to get ready to work on Burn Trap. 
And in doing so, like, like that could make a lot of sense because the FNAF 6 location is the basement of the Pizzaplex. So it would make sense that she'd be doing that down there. Presumably at this point, Vanny would be doing it down there. That makes sense. The thing that doesn't make sense is Scrap Baby being there. If Scrap Baby is there, FNAF 6 Fire just straight up didn't work even a little bit. So that would mean Scrap Baby, Scrap Trap, Molten Freddy, and Lefty are all still around. And if they're all still around, oh fuck. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting that we see Scrap Baby there. And if we see Scrap Baby and the other FNAF 6 animatronics in that pizzeria, where were they in Security Breach? Where are they now? That's really interesting to me. But it does also mean, I think that does also argue if this if the FNAF 6 animatronics are there, Burn Trap might not be Scrap Trap. I've been a long believer that Burn Trap is the melted remains of Scrap Trap after the FNAF 6 fire. I think that makes the most sense. But we see Scrap Baby in Help Wanted 2. If that's literally happening like the week before Security Breach, and she looks pretty much the exact same, granted like the model is like better, but like lore-wise, she looks the exact same, Scrap Trap should have also looked the exact same. Which would mean it's not Burn Trap, because they don't look anything alike. Real, like, they, they, like, I could argue that Burn Trap is a burnt version of Scrap Trap. I can't argue if Scrap Baby looks the exact same, that Burn Trap drastically changed. You know what I mean? Now, again, I see the argument that, like, Scrap Trap's kind of a shit design, so it would make sense that Steel Will would want to make it scarier. But then what about Scrap Baby, you know? Granted, Scrap Baby is a good design, but I, I don't know. If Scrap Baby is literally there in Help Wanted 2, like the week before Security Breach, one, oh god, Elizabeth is still around. Oh god, Charlie is definitely still around. Oh god, Molten Freddy is definitely Tangle. And oh god, where's William? That, that's, that's my thought process. And before we go into questions... I did have one more note, which is literally just the words Mystic Hippo. What a shitpost. I'm so excited. It, it, the blog post made it sound like Mystic Hippo is going to be like the main narrator for Help On It 2, and I cannot wait for it. Um, I won't be playing the minigame, but I'll watch other people play it because I don't have a PSVR 2. Um, but I'm very excited to see what that is about. I don't have any drinks down here, and I'm so thirsty, but... I only have like 15, 20 minutes left of recording, so I'm just going to power through, and you're just going to get gravel voice. Um, but we're going to move on to questions. So if you have any questions you want talked about on the podcast, you can submit them to Podcast at gmail.com, or if you don't want to type it because it's a hassle, it is in the description. You can find it there, um, and we're going to move on to those right now. Our first question comes to us from Bren Bear. He, him, thank you for your question. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the past couple episodes. I will only read your question if you give me your name and your pronouns so I know how to address you. Um, if you've emailed before without them, just like uh, reply to your own email or send a new one. Because if I don't see it in the email, I just delete it because I don't know how to refer to you. Um, what is your opinion on Chuck E. Cheese Five Nights of Fun event? And do you think it was done because of the recent FNAF hype? Thank you for your question, Bren Bear. So yes, 100%. I think Chuck E. Cheese... And I'm really actually kind of mad about this. So I understand why as a company, Chuck E. Cheese would never want to touch Five Nights at Freddy's. I've never understood the fans that get mad that Chuck E. Cheese avoids Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, obviously it would. It's literally a franchise talking about how scary animatronics are and how kids die at them. Why would you want to associate your brand of animatronics with that game? 
it makes total perfect sense to me for Chuck E. Cheese to avoid everything FNAF as much as possible. But what pissed me off about this Halloween event is that Chuck E. Cheese wanted to have their cake and eat it too. Chuck E. Cheese wanted to remain fully separate from FNAF and never talk about it, but pretend like they're related to FNAF in any way to get kids to come to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, like, it's so shitty and scammy to me. To me, this event feels like off-brands that try to pretend like they're real brands. Even more than that, it feels like we shovelware. Right. So like the big meme from mid 2000s, like 2010s gaming was that Mario Kart would come out and then some fucking jackass would make Lario art. And it's just like shitty Mario Kart, but they'd sell it for 50 bucks and they'd hope that some unsuspecting parent who doesn't know anything about video games would be like, this is what Timmy wanted. Buy it. Bring it. And now Timmy's sad. And the fucking the asshole that made the game makes a makes a buck off of it, you know? That's what this feels like to me. It feels like Chuck E. Cheese is going, look, we're not going to associate with FNAF. And you can see in their documentation, they're like, never bring up FNAF. But what if we trick parents who don't know what FNAF is to bring their kids to Chuck E. Cheese? It blew my mind. It, the fucking audacity, right? And I like Chuck E. Cheese because I like arcades. And Chuck E. Cheese is like one of the very few arcades in the U.S. anymore. The idea that they would have the gall to essentially pretend to be related to FNAF to trick parents is so mind-numbingly annoying to me. I'm so pissed about it. So if you want to know my opinion, I think it's bullshit and I fucking hate them for doing it. Um, but yes, it's definitely because of the FNAF movie hype. Uh, but thank you for your question, Brent Bear. <laughs> I got a little heated there. Um, Sarah, she, her, thank you for your question. Uh, we're moving on to the next question. Um what if the desk man from FNAF World is the indie game developer we learn about in Help Wanted? Before he dies, we learn he created Baby, which means the last thing the man created is sister location related. Thank you for your question, Sarah. I think that actually is a really interesting idea. So the, there's a lot of debate on how much the indie game developer has made. I know some people argue that the indie game developer only made the 8-bit indie games. I don't think that makes a lot of sense because like it's 2020 canonically in FNAF at the time of help wanted VR games exist and are very common, which would mean like we're in the 2020s. I don't think an indie game developer would get very popular making shitty little 8-bit minigames about a franchise to, like, smear it. That doesn't make sense to me. I think we're talking about real full-fledged games. I think we're talking about the FNAF games we've played. That being said, the question is, when is the cutoff? And I've seen a lot of people argue, okay, well, in Tales from the Pizzaplex, there's a story called Help Wanted, which, like, bam, hits you over the head with it. Got it. In Help Wanted, Steve Snodgrass made FNAF 1, 2, 3 and was working on FNAF 4 when he dies. Which, like, okay, that tracks with Help Wanted. In Help Wanted, we see FNAF 1, 2, and 3, and then we see bits of FNAF 4 in it. I'm like, I would sit here, I would fully accept that as like, okay, that's just straight up what happened. The problem is, Help Wanted doesn't stop there. Help Wanted has entered Funtime Foxy. B Does it have Ballora? I don't think it has Ballora. But it has Circus Baby plushes, Scrap Baby plushes. And okay, I hear the argument. Circus Baby's Pizza World was a real thing in the FNAF universe, so maybe those characters just carried over. And I could see that for Funtime Freddy, 
for Circus Baby and for the Circus Baby plushes. And sorry, Funtime Foxy and Circus Baby plushes. It doesn't explain Ennard. By all accounts, Ennard only exists after Sister Location, when the Funtimes conglomerate into one mass and enter Michael Afton and leave the, the Sister Location bunker. The public should not know about Ennard. But not only is Ennard in Help Wanted, Ennard is a cardboard cutout in Security Breach. So if Ennard is a fucking photo opportunity, then the public knows about Ennard. And if the public knows about Ennard, to me, that tells me that Sister Location is also a game made by the indie developer, right? Like, how else would the public know about Ennard? Uh, and so that, that works with your theory, where Deskman makes Baby and then Deskman is killed. And I like that, but there's one more problem with that, and that is in the Scrap Baby in the Scrap Baby minigames, we also get plush versions of Scrap Baby. Sorry, in the Circus Baby Darker minigame, we get plush versions of Scrap Baby. That's like I've I've argued this before. I'm like, oh, it could just be a fucked up Circus Baby plushie. No, 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 no. It is specifically Scrap Baby. The wires on the arm match, the hair matches, the eyes match. It is Scrap Baby. Scrap Baby only exists in FNAF 6. Scrap Baby is not public knowledge. Scrap Baby was never a real character in, like, Circus Baby Pizza World. Scrap Baby only exists if FNAF 6 exists as a game, or it exists at all. So if Scrap Baby plushes are being made, like, merchandise of this character is being made and sold... To me, again, that tells me FNAF 6 is an in-universe game. So if we're going off of what Help Wanted the game tells us, FNAF 1 through 6 it was the indie developer making games. Which is crazy to me. And I don't think that's it's saying that like FNAF 1 through 6 is fake and we shouldn't believe it. I think the game really establishes that like these games are based around real events that happened. Uh, so I've said it before. I think the point of Help Wanted is to just give Scott and Steel Wool malleability in the story where like if they need to make a new plot point but it counteracts something in like FNAF 2 then just like trust the new stuff and retcon the old stuff I think that's what Help Wanted establishes so I think the Deskman would have made FNAF 1 through 6 and if that's true he would have died after making FNAF 6 not Sister Location so that goes against but again I'm speculating you're speculating I think the Deskman being the indie game developer is a super valid interpretation I don't know if I agree with it. I think it, but it is super valid and that's fine to think. Um, I don't think there's anything that specifically contradicts it. Um, but thank you for your question, Sarah, or I guess your, your theory post moving on to our next question from Alex. He, him, my question, and this is probably going to be one of my favorites. Um, my question is if you could make slash pitch a game for five nights at Freddy's, what would it be like? What era would it be set in? Would it be like classic FNAF, Steel Wolves FNAF or closer to one of the spinoffs or pizzeria simulator? Thank you for your question, Alex. It's something I've thought a lot about, actually. I, so I've never really been a game developer. Um, I've never really made games or anything like that. I, I, I didn't, I really want to. Um, I actually, ever since Game Maker 2 went free, I actually, I downloaded it. And I haven't spent a lot of time, like, learning it just because I don't have a lot of time. But I have spent, like, a couple hours a week trying to, like, learn the code um, I've been watching a lot of videos on like techniques and stuff like that. I want to, I, I think one day I do want to make it some kind of small game. Um, but we'll see if that ever happens. Regardless, when I think about FNAF games, I would want to see 
I want to see more spinoffs. It's always been the case. I, I, I definitely want like the story to continue and mainline games, but personally I want to see like a spinoff or two. Like we got one. I would argue ultimate custom night is a spinoff. I would argue FNAF world is a spinoff. I wouldn't argue pizzeria simulator is a spinoff, but I know what you mean. Like it's, it's a different gameplay style. I want more of that. It's not a it's not an accident that one of my favorite FNAF fan games is Faz Karts. The idea of having like a fun kart racer with FNAF characters is so fun to me. I've always said I think one of the most fun games that could come out is if Scott took the daytime modes of Freddy Fazbear Pizzeria Simulator and made it like really deep and good and nuanced. Like just straight up make your own FNAF, make your own Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. That could be so fucking fun. That could be so fucking fun. Like, choose your own animatronics. Make, like, make an animatronic. You know, uh, is it going to be a Freddy Fazbear's Pizza? Is it going to be a Fred Bear's? Is it going to be a Circus Babies? Fuck, it's your own. Do you want it to be a Captain Foxy's? You know what I mean? Like, that could be so fun. And you could show, and, like, just make it a fucking simulator game. Like, like, uh, um... Like, just straight up, no, no, like, secret, like, real FNAF gameplay. Or even, if you want to be super fucking cool, this would be so fucking cool. If you want to be the coolest goddamn game company I've ever heard of, Scott, come here, listen to me. Make that game, and then, once you beat the game, unlock one extra mode, where you play a FNAF 1-style game in the pizzeria you've created. That would be that it would be my favorite FNAF game, period. Um, I would love nothing more than to see that. And hey, fan fan game devs, if you're listening to this, first off, any fan game devs in the audience, if you need a voice actor, I'm desperate for work. Second, um <laughs> make that game and I will shout you out every time I tweet. Jesus Christ. Y'all saw what I y'all saw how much I shout out Playtime with Percy. The de- I it's I don't have like a deal with them. I just really like Playtime with Percy. So like if you make that game, I'm going to shout you fuckers out weekly. Make that make it good though. Um uh but Alex, thank you for your question. Uh and it is it's been 43 minutes, but I technically missed a week. And this might come out late. So I'll make this one a little longer for you guys. Uh, Kengi Bengi, thank you for your question. He, they. Uh, would the Phantom and... So I, I brought... Nah, I say thank you. I'm going to rip into this a little bit. But Kengi, I want you to know nothing against you. Would the Phantom animatronics in FNAF 3 be a result of leaking gas? Within the tapes and phone dude dialogues, we're informed that a lot of the materials in the attraction are prehistoric and from the old locations. So, a little bit of context, another one of the tales in the Pizzaplex books introduces the idea of a hallucinogenic gas. Where, essentially, one of the stories is a kid is essentially doing FNAF 4 forever, where he's in these linked chambers connected to the sister location bunker that are recreating FNAF 4 where it's mannequins on rails that come at him and he's in exact, he's in the bedroom we see in FNAF 4. But hallucinogenic gas is being pumped in to make everything feel way more realistic and feel like an actual, like like he's living there and he's 10. Now, the it's important to note that the hallucinogenic gas kind of works like the illusion disc where it doesn't create things, but it modifies them. Um, And I've heard since then people go, okay, well, FNAF 3... 
we have those phantom animatronics, which aren't real, but they're hallucinations. And FNAF 3 has this like weird aesthetic to it that could be kind of like gas related. Like, okay. On one hand, I understand that. Like, on one hand, I get the idea that the phantom animatronics are literally hallucinations are literally hallucinations and we know that a hallucinogenic gas was at one point used in Fazbear's history i get that on the other hand that makes no fucking sense right like why would the fnaf 3 location have that gas let alone be able to use it it's so the gas the FNAF 3's location collected a lot of old Fazbear relics the hallucinogenic gas if it exists within the game's timeline which we're technically not sure about would have been something used specifically by William Afton in secret experiments aka not really known by the rest of Fazbear so when they're going collecting stuff they wouldn't have found this gas they just wouldn't have second we get explanations in game for what the phantoms are. The guy literally says this place is really scary and it'll mess you up. And if you're not getting enough oxygen, you're going to start seeing things. And between Michael having PTSD about doing all of this, literally that explanation we just get and having remnant in his fucking veins at this point, like it, we have so many other good explanations besides hallucinogenic gas. So I, I, I've seen that a lot. And again, Kenki Bengi, I don't fault you for thinking that. I don't like, again, technically it's plausible. It's possible. It's valid to think that I personally despise that theory. I don't think I, I personally don't think it makes sense at least versus the other better explanations we have. But that's my take on it. Um, and you're you're obviously valid to completely disregard what I said on that. But, you know, that's my opinion. But thank you for your question. And with that, we are past the 45-minute mark. So I think that will wrap us up. Once again, if you have any questions or theories you want covered on this podcast, I felt like I talked a mile a minute this episode. So if it was, like, if it was hard to follow, sorry, my ADHD is going today. Um, but if you have any questions or theories you want talked about on this podcast, you can send them to Podcast at gmail.com or just copy it in the description. Again, there's that secret uh, podcast episode I'm trying to export. When it when I do, it'll just come out randomly, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but in the meantime, again, if you could check out JoJo or something's uh, or, uh, FNAF ornaments for this uh, holiday season, that would mean a lot to me. But thank you for that. Um, and until next time, thank you for watching the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast, where the pizza abilities are endless. We hope to enjoy your future patronage. Bye-bye for now.